I'm so proud to be working with Kills to bring you this season of Rain with Josh Smith. I created Rain to empower communities everywhere and start important conversations about equality, and Kills have been doing exactly that for more than 170 years. Not only do Kills make you feel like your best self with their award-winning apothecary skincare products, but they also support local communities through charity partnerships, literally changing lives. And in the spirit of feeling like our best selves, Kills have just added a new cream formulation of their best-selling midnight recovery oil. And trust me when I say you need this in your life. Say hello to the Midnight Recovery Omega Rich Cloud Cream, which will not only help your skin look plumped, nourished, and radiant, it will also empower you to feel fabulous and take on absolutely anything. It's available now at your nearest Kills store or on kills.co.uk. This very special episode of Rain is brought to you in partnership with Virgin Media, proud sponsors of the British Academy Television Awards. What I really love about Virgin Media is it brings the best of entertainment together in one place, so you can get even closer to the shows, series, and stars of great British TV that we all love so much, which of course is what the TV BAFTAs are all about. And let's be honest, it's the diversity of British TV that makes it so special. And Virgin Media's must-see moment at the Virgin Media BAFTA TV Awards celebrates just that. It's the only award that's voted for by us, the public. So it represents every TV fan and what TV means to all of us. The nominees are six unmissable TV moments that got us laughing, tweeting, sobbing, and shrieking last year. But only one can be crowned Virgin Media's must-see moment of 2021. Will it be Colin's devastating AIDS diagnosis in It's a Sin, Bimini's UK Han verse in RuPaul's Drag Race UK, Anton Deck's dig at the government lockdown parties, Adele's surprise reunion with her English teacher, Squid Game's red light, green light game, or Rose and Giovanni's silent dance on Strictly Come Dancing? There's only one way to find out. Tune in to this year's Virgin Media BAFTA TV Awards on BBC One on the 8th of May, at six o'clock. Hey, I'm Josh Smith and welcome to Rain. And I'm so glad you're here, babes. This podcast is all about opening up, having important conversations and celebrating successes, as well as overcoming obstacles to reign over our own lives. I love to chat to people and I always find things in these conversations to take away and use in my own life. So I really hope you'll find the same as well. Welcome to Rain. In today's episode, we're joined by the star of It's a Sin. It's Callum Scott House. Woo! It's a Sin is the definition of a game-changing TV show. Created by the iconic Russell T. Davis, the show explores the lives and loves of a group of queer youngsters beginning a new life in 1980s London, who soon find themselves struck by the HIV pandemic, ignored by most of the world. Callum is nominated for Best Supporting Actor to play in Colin, a young Welsh lad whose life is eventually devastated by the virus. In Colin's diagnosis scene, which made me cry so much, he is flanked by allies, including his mother, who's also makes this moment nominated as part of the Virgin Media's Must See Moment Award. It's all the more amazing when you consider this was Callum's first ever TV gig. In today's episode, we'll talk about exactly that how just one moment can grab the hearts and minds of the nation. We'll discuss the issues explored in It's a Sin and the impact they've had on so 
many, plus so much more as we get ready for the Virgin Media BAFTA TV Awards on the 8th of May. In today's episode of the podcast, we are joined by the star of It's a Sin, Callum Scott House. Well, the weeping is going to keep on coming because It's a Sin has been nominated for a whopping 11 Virgin Media British Academy Television Awards. I mean, that is just insane when you hear those stats, isn't it? It is, Josh. I mean, it's... We genuinely can't believe it. We're really shocked. We, in, in the best way, I think I'm just so happy for everyone, everyone in the whole team. Russell, all my friends in the show, you know, Lydia, Ollie, Amari, David. It's just so, it's a beautiful thing. And mm. it's, it's things you just genuinely don't expect. You really don't. And, and I, I'm very shocked, but so happy and excited. It's, it's just so cool, isn't it? Stuff you kind of don't, really don't expect. Do you know what I love about that? Is you're actually like low key, just really excited for it. Which I think is really important. Like, it's great yes. to be like, this is actually a really cool moment, right? You've, I think you've got to be, haven't you? Like, you've got to enjoy it because you just, it could never happen again. Yeah. <laughs> it could all come crashing down after this today. So it's like, we've got to, I feel like, you know, you've got to enjoy it when it, if it comes, you know, and, and it's, we genuinely couldn't expect it. So for me, I'm just so excited and I'm so ha- really just happy to see everyone again and have an excuse to, have a little boozy, bit of a party. Have a boozy night. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> have a party. Exactly. I get a bit drunk. I don't think that'd be the first time that's happened with you guys, would it? Uh, what? <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it, it won't be. We we've we have we have too good a time yeah. with each other. Really. When we were filming, we were filming in Manchester, and we were all the world was normal, mm. so we could do whatever we liked. So we and we did we we you know we went out clubbing when we were you know probably sometimes when we shouldn't have when we had an early morning but we were young and and actually like what I say is like it was research. It's <laughs> actually research. Yeah, you know I mean it was we we were going out dancing and boogieing and getting drunk and actually like we look back and like those that, you know in a way that kind of aided what we did in the show mm. because I think what you see very much in the show certainly what I see like looking back. You might not see it. <laughs> but I see when I look, I, I, I see like real friends, you know mm. what I mean? Like those those scenes, those group scenes, we were just sort of enjoying it. Just sort of being in it together and just like all the little moments where we don't speak are just real. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And we that's how we shot it. And <laughs> so it was research. <laughs> it so was. Basically, the partying just means you're a method actor, right? Yes. Yeah. Very serious. Never out of character. No, I'm, I'm in character today. <laughs> I'm a character, <laughs> not, but exactly, yeah, always, but yeah, that's me. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's so amazing because not only have you been nominated for Best Supporting Actor at the Virgin Media BAFTA TV Awards, which is insane itself. The moment of Colin's diagnosis scene has also been nominated for the Virgin Media Must See Moment. I mean, that is just incredible. Two nominations, basically, for your work. I mean, you've been living with this character for such a long time now, because obviously you won the role, you then filmed the role, you then promote the role, now you're nominated for the role. And like, so much of your life must have changed in that time as well. So let's take it right back to the beginning. Where were you when you found out you won this role? So I was was really sort of strangely, I was in my old school. So I was in my old comprehensive school. Yeah. So I, <laughs> I went back to visit. I was going back to visit my, my teachers my in the sixth form block. And I was in their office and I got a call. So I'd, I'd been previously, I'd self-taped and then I auditioned. I met 
the guys, like the team. And I was in <laughs> an off in their office, which is this sort of really sort of small office for all my sixth form teachers. And I, you know, I got along with them in school. Maybe I was a swat. Maybe maybe I was just a naughty boy. Just was too <laughs> cheeky, really, for my own good. But I sort of was in their office, and I, I don't know many it. people who go back to their old school. Just I know. I was going to say, I'm, I'm sounding a bit lame. It's a bit niche, really. it's a but bit you know, sort of, yeah. We'll let it slide. It's not about me. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to visit, yeah, maybe let's not put that in. Yeah. But, <laughs> You're really cool and really it. edgy. I was actually in yeah. Africa. Uh, discovering I was yourself. on a safari. <laughs> and, uh, but no, I was, I, was, so I, was in, I was in a school and I got a call from my agent and, um, and it sort of went in my pocket. And, and it's like, you know, when your agent calls, it's either good news or bad news. Yeah. And I just, I think in that moment I was like, it was very soon after the mm. meeting and I was like, oh, it's got to be, something in my gut told me it was good news. Not that I was expecting to get it still, but it was it was good news. Like I sort of that yeah. must have been, let me just leave, and I, I got I got the call. And but to be in my old school was kind of mad because I really liked school. Yeah, I sort of had a good time, and I, I my best friends for life I met there. So I I sort of always associate that with school, mm. not necessarily like the sort of learning aspect. You know <laughs> what I mean? The, the real aspect. Of it. Yeah. But um, so I, I it was just such a beautiful moment where I found out because then I spent. The rest of the day, I draw. I remember really vividly driving from my house, from the school to my house, which is like ten minutes up the road, just beeping my horn and just like, <laughs> just in that moment going like, I'd always, I never thought I'd ever get get cast as something on the telly, like mm. never be able to be trusted with a role, you know, a role in general, let alone or something like someone like Colin. So I remember going in and I, I, I sort of I went into the house and I sort of went, Mom, Mom, I got it, I got it. And she was like, no, 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 no. And it was just a real, a real moment. We were all just, we just couldn't get over it. It was really just so cool. And bless my mother, she's she's the best and she's the reason I kind of do it really. Because mm. just to make her, even just to make her happy, it makes me happy. Also, I do it for myself. Yeah, but. totally. <laughs> Do it yourself too. Do it yourself too. But doing it for my mother is, yeah. you know, always a real gift. Yeah. Because she's when she's happy, I'm happy. That yeah. must have been such a surreal experience to find that piece of information out whilst in your old school. If you look back now to that first day on set, where it's your first TV role, right? Which is just this is blows my mind. Like you're basically nominated for a Virgin Media BAFTA TV award for your first ever role, which is incredible. And then if you could go back, if well, on that first day on that set. Did you have any self-doubt, especially given the fact that it's a sin is about very tough subject matter as well? Like, mm. did you feel a lot of pressure? Like, how did you process self-doubt in those moments? Yeah, I think, well, the first, funnily enough, the first scene I filmed, the first proper scene I filmed was kind of in a similar situation to this. It was like in a corner of a pub and I don't know if, like anyone remembers from the show, but there's a there's a there's a bit where Colin is sort of in a pub and he sees the guys from the Pink Palace for mm. the first time, and he's he's in like a corner, like watching these two men kissing, and you know that in that moment, is I think you know, I think Russell wrote in the in the script, you know, it's, it's it's him, it's almost as if he's seeing the world for the first time, you know, he's seeing these two men just kissing each other just out in the open, you know, which is something he's never seen before. Mm. He's seeing. Roscoe, who's just himself being himself and being proud of himself and you know that was the first thing we filmed so it was I was very nervous I was really su super red <laughs> and like because that's how I get a bit you know, clammy a bit clammy it was sweaty mm. moist stunning <laughs> <laughs> just we want to be moist exactly, on your first day at work, first day at work yeah. <laughs> and I was I was very very red like just nervous and but Peter loved that our director loved that because it's 
he would be mm. right like Colin would be and, and I feel like a lot of the and that kind of never went away throughout the mm. whole filming because there was always scenes which, which was really difficult and provided this own challenge and think you know because you know it's worth saying I was figuring out what what to do in front of a camera for the first time throughout most of it because <laughs> I've like, never done okay, it before okay cool I'll go from this side <laughs> yeah literally so you know figuring that out and also playing calling and, and trying, trying to bring the emotional side of it. Mm. There was a lot of rawness to it that, that probably I never intended to bring, but just came because of, it was my first job. Yeah. You know what I mean? Things that came just naturally and, you know, in a way, in my head, it was always like bad. It was always, gonna be bad. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm so red. <laughs> you know what I mean? Actually, <laughs> looking back at you, like, back, I'm like, oh gosh, I wish we restarted it, but yeah. And it also must have been crazy that one of your main on-screen partners in the first couple of episodes, at least, was Neil Patrick Harris. I mean, like, a god. <laughs> really? Literally, yeah. Let's get real. Absolutely. Like, how how crazy was that experience for you? Just bonkers. Like, I, I grew up when I was really young, because I, I was kind of a stagey boy mm. growing up. I did a lot of theatre, a lot of musicals. So, I, you know, I'd, I'd stay up when I was in school watching the Tony Awards at like three in the morning and Neil would be hosting it. You know, and that was me when I was in school, really young, sort of, you know, watching him do his thing, not even knowing what was to come. So when I, I remember when I, well, after I got the role, you know, it's worth saying that when you get, when you get offered the role, you don't know who's going to be in it. Mm. You know, you don't, you don't, you just know that you've been offered this part in a Russell T Davis drama. You don't know any of the other cast members at this point. And I remember, the director calling me up and saying, "Yeah, oh yeah, Henry Col Henry Coltrane will be played by by Neil Patrick Harris," and I was like, "Sorry, you what did are? you just say? Yeah, you are. <laughs> Sorry, Let me again. just readjust Neil, my phone Neil. Saying for a second. <laughs> Neil, <laughs> Neil Diamond, Neil oh, Diamond, oh, oh, right. yeah, lovely, perfect for that role. <laughs> but literally, oh, Neil. I, I, I sort of had to like, do, I had to go, I had to like." I knew he was in my head, but I yeah. looked him up just to double check my, my head. Just a quick Google. Just a quick Google. And it was, you yeah. know. And it's one of those things you just go, oh my gosh. And then, you know, it's one thing knowing that, and then it's another thing rocking up to set and he's sort of doing it in front of you. Our first scene was the scene, the first thing we shot together was the scene we shot in the store cupboard in mm. Culver and Hound where he's saying, you know, like, of course I don't have a fucking parrot. You know, <laughs> that, that stuff where, you know, where Colin's just trying to work out what this disease is. And that was the first thing we shot, and like, just seeing Neil come on to set and doing his thing, we, I'd always speak to Peter, our director, about it, because I was always like, well, you know, he, he just had it, like, he'd come on and then mm. just always be there from the first take, which is something that, you know, I haven't seen for till, to this day, you know, I've done stuff since, and but Neil would always have it from the first one, and you just go, wow, he's just a different source. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Fresh off that spice rack, do you know what I mean? You know Saucy what I mean? Rack. You have your ketchup, you have your, you know, you have your brown sauce. Yeah. But he's, he's more of like a Liam Perrings than me. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, it's like a bit bougier. Exactly. Top shelf. Top shelf. Top sauce. Prop. <laughs> well, it must be so amazing because from those moments, then the show goes and has such incredible impact. I mean, the viewing figures on this show is... I was reading about it, like 18.9 million views on all four in just a few weeks alone from its release. And I think in a lot of cases, as a member of the LGBTQIA plus community, you do feel like those kind of shows that represent us and represent our stories never really make that level of inroad into society and like to have everyone talking about a show like that on mainstream TV, I just think it was so powerful and so incredible. Like, do you think, TV is starting to prove that it is actually 
for everyone and is making shows yeah. for everyone. Oh, I mean, absolutely. You know, even if you look at something more recently like Bridgerton, you know yeah. what I mean. You look, you can. There is, you know, and and Sex Education and all these amazing shows that are, that have young people, but all sorts of young people, young people who represent every walk of life. You know, you know, it's it's great that you can maybe switch on the telly now, maybe more so than 20, 30 years mm. ago, and everyone can see a version perhaps of themselves. And I think that is so cool because then, you know, because I. I always think about the stuff I love watching. I love watching something where I can connect and yeah. relate. You know what I mean? I love watching stuff where I can tap into what the, you know, and it sounds quite cliche, but tap into what these characters are going through because then, you know, you, you, you're you able to laugh with them, cry with them. And, and I think seeing yourself, seeing, you know, an aspect of even just a little part of yourself on telly, it, it opens up a world, doesn't it, mm. for someone, no matter what age they are. And you know, even more importantly, a show <clears throat> at its core, which I guess what it's in is about young people and about young people finding themselves. Because you know, it's a sin is about the HIV pandemic, is about AIDS, and is about what a tragedy it was, and it ripped a generation from us. But also, it's about people just discovering who yeah. they are and going out and getting drunk and dancing and. I love watching those scenes back. Like I, we were so happy filming those, and we were we weren't happy like in a self-indulgent way. We were happy because we were happy knowing that people were gonna watch it maybe and mm. sort of relate. You know what I mean? We wanted to do it for them. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's what it was always for. You know, of course we had fun as well. We had to have fun, <laughs> but really it was always it was always knowing that we were doing it for those people that we lost and those families mm. that we lost and then also the people that will come with us on this journey now at, at, at you know at, at sensitive ages now you know mm. yeah so cool it's, it's so cool it's lovely looking back yeah you know? when you say that it's like it's just cool and it? it's just you just gotta be happy about it you know what i mean i can't i just can't i can't have any other emotion other than it right now because it's all just really exciting mm. and i mean that's what's so powerful about tv right now especially is that I think when you can see yourself reflect on the screen, it makes you feel so much more comfortable in yourself. When do you think you first felt seen or represented on the screen? I have that moment you were like, oh yeah, that's actually a bit of me, this. Yeah, it's, that's a good question. I guess for, for me, it would always be, it would always be like the 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 Welsh dramas I watched growing up. Like I watched and and, and in, in a sort of, it wasn't even dramas, it was sometimes comedies, like sitcoms. You know, you'd see like, and it wasn't even just seeing myself, it was like seeing like, my grandmother. Yeah. Was, like, high, high Hopes was on, like, back in the day. You know, obviously we have, like, your Gavin and Stacey's and all that as well, but High Hopes was brilliant because it was, like, Margaret John was, like, my nan. You know what I mean? And seeing, like, your family and stuff. But then seeing myself seen, oh, gosh, you know, I, 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 there were so many things, you know, seeing things like, you know, for me it was, like, really wet things, like high school music. <laughs> Did I remember watching the Disney Channel original countdown? Like days going up and they were like this new thing, high school musical. I was like, Well, I love musicals. <laughs> I love school. <laughs> so, so you know, seeing the countdown and then watching it and then seeing like Ryan. Do you know yes. what I mean? Yeah. Like seeing Ryan or seeing, you know, them doing the school musical and it was like those things for me because that was kind of I guess what I watched growing up, and I and I I loved it, and yeah, and, and that that was kind of my door. It was always like 
my door into like then doing what I'm doing because mm. I, I remember you know watching them do it and, and being like you know you never think that you can be on the telly but then when it happens it's like you have to just go with it cause yeah it's, it's happening but then it was always that stuff you know seeing watching Disney Channel I guess for me because that's what I watched and then you know of course then as I grew up and then I then watched more other things you know but then for me I'd say high school music <laughs> you're literally breaking free you're soaring you're flying I'm soaring I'm flying <laughs> stick to the status quo <laughs> Oh my god. Stick to the stuff you know. Stick. Oh, oh. <laughs> Literally. Pop it, lock, and jam, and break. <laughs> Love it. Love it. Do you know what makes me so happy about this is yesterday I had a guest who said Natasha Bedingfield quotes and lyrics on the podcast, and today we've now got Breaking Free. We've got an eclectic mix. <laughs> we, we, Maybe you're really covering all the cultural cornerstones. <laughs> Literally, the rain soundtrack. Natasha Benfield and yeah. straight into breaking free. All the greatest hits. <laughs> All the greatest hits. <laughs> bops only. Working on the title. Saucy. Yeah. Saucy. Saucy. Saucy bops. Saucy bops. <laughs> Liam Perring. Featuring <laughs> Neil Patrick Harris. <laughs> Guest vocals by. <laughs> Callum and Josh. <laughs> I am so excited that this episode of Rain is brought to you in partnership with Virgin Media proud sponsors of the British Academy Television Awards. Virgin Media brings together all of your favourite entertainment under one roof. And as the only award at the Virgin Media BAFTA TV Awards that's voted by us, the public, Virgin Media's must-see moment represents real TV fans and the moments we all love. It's down to six unmissable TV moments, including Colin's devastating AIDS diagnosis in It's a Sin, which we discussed in this very episode. But there can only be one winner. So who will be crowned Virgin Media's must-see moment of 2021? Well, you have to tune in to this year's Virgin Media BAFTA TV Awards on the 8th of May at 6pm on BBC One to find out. Rain and Kills are both about empowering you to feel like your best self. And Kills' new Midnight Recovery Omega Rich Cloud Cream does exactly that. It's rich in Omegas 3 and 6, which help replenish and rejuvenate skin and with it only taking seven nights to younger looking skin, I'll race you to that nearest Kill store, or you can shop on kills.co.uk. I mean, also TV shows like It's a Sin and must-see moments like Colin's A Diagnosis scene are so impactful because they really connect audiences and communities. They get everyone talking, they change conversations, and you must've had so many amazing conversations and very eye-opening conversations preparing for the role mm. as well. Mm. What stories that you heard during that preparation time really stayed with you? Yeah, we, we had a, we did a lot of research. We did a lot of um, talking with Russell, R Russell and Peter. We, we actually did a, a sort of week before we filmed where we spent like basically every day together in a room just kind of talking. Mm. You know, and we could talk about anything, and the, the, the conversation was very open. Sometimes it would be quite personal conversations. Sometimes it would be then about the work and about the time and about the period. Um, and we had they were they were really helpful because then we were talking about sort of references and things to watch and things to you know. Russell has as amazing stories. You know, so much of so many stories that didn't really make the cut in it's a sin mm. purely because you know you have to be really selective in the end because obviously he was making a drama. Um, but you know that f for me, the the most useful tool for me was was is always watching stuff. I love, I lo I'm quite a visual kind of person. I love seeing things because then I I always like kind of 
feel like I've benefited from it in mm. a way because I feel like I've sort of seen it in my head. I watched a, a documentary called Killer in the Village, which is a Horizon documentary, and um, it's about Greenwich Village right at the beginning. So he was like, you know, it's like right at the beginning of the 80s, I think even like sort of late 70s, and it's when these people are getting ill, mm. they don't know what it is. And at one point, the narrator even says, like, you know, this thing, perhaps it's a virus. Like they don't have a clue. They do. They did when when you know when, in the in the in the show when they say like, they didn't know what it was when they're talking about it being, psychosis and stuff. Mm. That is that that, you know when you speak to people and when you see these documentaries that that is actually what it was. They did not have a clue. They thought it they thought it was something you, you got from gorillas or, all these rumors you know and it's um, but seeing that documentary and I there was one patient in particular in the documentary where where he he's he's he has he has lesions and carpals he's a comas he's very like very visually ill with with hiv and the disease and he's kind of fine one day they go in and he's kind of talking and he's going mm. you know yeah i'm 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 quite ill i'm very i'm not feeling good i'm really feeling awful and then they they go they revisit him again later on and he he can't essentially he has no words like his word and if he does come out with things he's coming out in kind of not in a linear way like he's talking about i think he's talking about the ceiling and stuff and and his mother's just asked you know she's asking him questions about him and he just can't he can't speak and you know that's how much it affected the body mm. so f for me then go going back to colin and, and colin's journey so like you know very much in episode three and leading up to the, the moment like in question it was always taking on seeing him seeing that was just always so important because especially when i read the script like russell wrote those lines where he's like there is no person in france like those lines where it doesn't make any sense and i had to, I, did, I was reading i was like i don't know how the hell to say mm. this <laughs> it doesn't it doesn't make any sense but then as soon as i watched that it all kind of made sense mm. i think that kind of research and seeing that obviously then really informed your performance as well and that is what makes this such an amazing moment that is nominated for virgin media's must-see moment award i mean i still think about that moment and like all the time i even have a conversation with my friends the other week and we were talking about it and she was like i think about it probably most days like it's left that much of an impact on me seeing that moment of lived history put on our screens and seen on you know channel four which is so extraordinary and that's what's so amazing about that moment and it's voted for by fans and I feel like so many people got behind that character, felt so bereft when he eventually died as well. When you saw the little symptoms coming in, you're like, no, not Colin. Why is this happening to Colin? Like, it felt like it was like happening to your friend or someone you knew. And I think that's what's so powerful about your performance. So getting stuck into that moment itself. So the Colin's diagnosis scene, how difficult was it to film those scenes in the hospital? particularly uh, so difficult like difficult in a way for me where I I, I was so worried I was really mm. panicking about like sort of doing it justice that's what it is really I think you just want to do it you just want to do it well you know mm. what I mean you want to be able to like when when the time comes to shoot that scene you want to be able to deliver really whatever that means and I remember <laughs> I remember Peter Peter, our director, was a massive 
part of it because he would always his conversations with me in between takes would always be so vital because he'd say one thing he'd say one thing like one note or he was always so careful with how he said things and it would just sort of set off this thought process in my head and then it aided my performance then you know because mm. he would always come up with things that I'd never even thought of and th it was amazing working with him and yeah, it was it was really difficult. I think it w it was difficult, but you know everyone was really supportive, and we were all there for each other. And you know that 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 day like w was quite hard. It was it was hard f for me. I was really wor worried because the scene was at the end. I remember the scene was at the end of the day, mm. which is always like it's always like the elephant in the room. You go in like you go in at the start of the day, and you're like, oh, I've got to get through this whole day before I, I do the really yeah, difficult. I got to do all these scenes before that, and you know it was it was it was hard, but um like everyone was really supportive and and really lovely and and i just kind of hope that i you know i hope that it you know you, you just hope that you did it justice you know what i mean I, and and i hope that i did russell proud and and that's all really you know you just hope that you t you told the story mm. well really um but yeah it was really i just it was just thankful to everyone being supportive and the crew was so lovely you know because hey, you know those scenes are hard they, they're deep and they you really you know, we all went there. Everyone go. Everyone in the whole show goes mm. there. It's not just me. Everyone does, and it's um, and it's it's really amazing the way we supported each mm. other, and that's the secret, really, to it. Yeah. I think, and I guess Andy Pryor who cast there is a big, big reason for that because he put it together a cast that, and an, an ensemble that were really like a family in mm. the end, and it's very hard to come by. I think you know, because you in jobs like you do jobs and. You, you really just there to do it and then go home. But in this, we really just sort of went on with each other. <laughs> you know, we we go home and we we talking and we'd be we we'd be up to like two in the morning chatting. I think it must also be really difficult to film those scenes and separate your own mindset and your own mental health from the character in a way because it's such a difficult thing to carry around with you that level of emotion. Yeah. Because when Lydia West, who plays Jill, came on the podcast, she talked. We talked quite in depth about how difficult it was to cope with and manage her mental health whilst also dealing with really difficult subject matter. Mm. And she said that the scene that she filmed with you in the hospital was the moment where she was like, oh my God, I just need to call my mum. <laughs> and she just went out, called her mum and had that moment and just cried it all out, processed it, and then was able to move on again. Because you do need that yeah. support, don't you? And I think you found that support from the cast who must have been so, so supportive in those moments where you're like, this is really difficult. How do I actually get through this? Yeah. Well, Lydia, like, you know, first of all, it's worth saying that her performance is f phenomenal. You know, like, it's, it's, it is the, it's the type of performance where I feel like we'll be talking about it for years. Mm. I will be talking about it for years. And I feel so privileged to have just acted alongside her, really, in, in the show. And, you know, she, she really had, I think, the hardest task out, mm. of, out of everyone because... You know what Lydia had to do was Lydia had to see everything. She had to she had to witness all the deaths. You know, it wasn't just me and Ollie. It was it was the lonely joy you see at the end of episode five. Um, it was you know it, it was all, all the scenes in the hospital, and and you know there was a there was a day where it was in between set. I was in, in between takes, and and you know. You know, th there's there's a lot of waiting around sometimes as an actor because everyone's got to do the job, the crew's got to set up for the mm. next uh, t uh, uh, scene and all this kind of stuff. So you know, 
there's you know there's always time and I, I I was sitting in a in the bed just in between takes as you do just lying there and um we just done the scene where Colin sort of um in some you know in like a coma and his eyes are just sort of wandering and uh, and Lydia comes in when I when I was just like there and Lydia comes in and she just sort of like puts her head like on on my lap and she's like oh can I just can I just can I just be here a sec and you know she. She got upset, and and I and I think it's that thing of. In that moment, like you know, I we I I would sort of give her a hug and supported her, and and that's what we were like as a cast. Mm. We were there for each other, and you know, we really supported one another and comforted each other because it was those days, and especially for Lydia because her job was ma was mammoth in this show, you know. We all supported her, and, and I, you know, and I, and there was also times where Lydia would support me, you know, when when you go through, you go through tough times in in the, you know, during the process, and th but that's what we were like. We were a family. We were a family that was there for each other, and the love was so real. And and, and I think sometimes it can sound like almost ridiculous that there was this level of mm. love on set, but it just was because we it, it was a first time for all of us, and even if it wasn't the first time on set it was the first time really doing a show that had that was dealing with the subject matter mm. of this sort of weight you know um so yeah basically lydia west is she's a, a goddess she's a goddess <laughs> she really is she's a proper goddess she is and i mean as well you're surrounded by these incredible performances everywhere you look which is so amazing to draw on that and then you also can draw on the exceptional talents of russell t davis i mean what an icon of British TV he is. And I was reading very powerfully, he drew on his own experiences of seeing his partner and husband die of brain cancer for Colin's death scene. Did you have any kind of conversations that informed your performance? And what kind of chats did you have around approaching that scene? Well, I think the, the honest answer is we 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 didn't have a com a conversation um about about sort of you know Andrew and and sort of the connection mm. um but but I think you know th I think that's because R Andrew is the love of Russell's life you know and what happened there is a tragedy in itself but that's not to say Russell didn't talk about Andrew Russell talks about Andrew all the time he's there all the time and in the most gorgeous way like he's very much still in love with him you know he's very much still he was a, Andrew was a presence really mm. even you know always and 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 I think that's testament to Russell's love for him but when I when I read the scene originally you know I in the back of my mind like in my heart of hearts I think I I I did think you know that this ah, this is this writing is so brutally honest and raw and beautiful that it, it has to come from something personal surely but then I sort of just thought Russell's a genius so he could also just have just come up with this but then when he said that then I, I sort of was like it, it just shows doesn't it that Russell is not afraid to go there mm. he's not afraid to sort of rip his heart open and pour her into his work and I think that is that is a real you know everyone says Russell is a genius, which he is, and he writes these amazing shows, Doctor Who, Queer as Folk, Cucumber, Very English Scandal, Years and Years. 
I'm like his agent. <laughs> <laughs> also but, doing his PR on the side. <laughs> but he, he, he's also has this ability to, 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 to you know, to pour mm. this booty into his work, which I don't think is, I think it's a sin. Is the first time people have seen that in this kind of like purest mm. form, where there's been true, sort of rawness and mm. and honesty and this brutality there, mm. that um. I, I feel very grateful just to have said the words, really, because he. I feel like he's gonna be a, a person, like he's gonna be like a landmark, you know, in years to come when we're all gone. He'll he'll still be the one everyone talks mm. about. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's like a sort of modern day Tally Shakespeare, mm. you know. I love that. Again, such great publicity. It's just rolling that. off the tongue. Really, rolling off the really. tongue. The press release is writing itself, <laughs> isn't it? But that's like, I mean, all seriousness. That is what makes this such a must-see moment, is how incredible the writing is, how amazing the performances are as well, and the fact they inform so many talking points. I mean, one of the most incredible things about the show is it's had such real impact. Like, you can actually see tangible change happening. When the TV show was released in February, it was the same time as National HIV Testing Week, and the show inspired a huge response in testing and changing people's awareness about what HIV is today and how it isn't necessarily a death sentence. And there was more than 17,000 tests ordered during that week. It raised the issue of HIV policy at government level as well. And the Terence Higgins Trust saw a massive, massive influx of traffic to its site. It must be so incredible to be part of something that's actually creating a shift, not only in perception, but changing so many people's lives at the same time right yeah i mean when you talk about things you can't believe and things you're shocked at i mean that's just one thing that you you know you, you genuinely can't believe is mm. that people hiv testing was driven up and and people were actually physically wanting to know their status because that is massive mm. you know there's this obviously this target that they want to sort of get they want to basically rid the world of hiv by 2030 which can only be achieved by people knowing their status, by yeah. everyone. No matter what your sexuality is, no matter who you love or whatever you've done, just knowing your status is so beneficial mm. to like everything because then that will help the cause. And that, you know, that happening was just a, a beautiful thing. And I think we, we, we can't believe it. You know, we, we're so happy that it happened. And, and we're so, we're so we, I think as well, we're so, we were so happy to work with these causes, with these charities because they're incredible. You know, to, 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 this this disease has killed so many people. So of course, you know, mm. we're gonna we're gonna help. We want we want we wanted to engage with those discussions. We wanted to to sort of um, help in whatever way we can because you know we are just we are act, we are actors, but also we very much felt like we were part of something that w that was really special created by Russell. So we wanted to not only do it for him, but for mm. also for all these charities that you know they do so much amazing mm. work. They they deserve every sort of every aspect of recognition they can get, I think. Mm. It's so amazing that one must-see moment can create so many moments and pockets of change. It's just incredible, isn't it? Oh, it's, it's so good. And it's things you've done, when you first start film, when you yeah. first go, like, I remember like the, the read-through, you know, we, we, we were like, oh, this show is great. But you know, you never look, you never look at the, the bigger picture. Mm. You never think like this could, it's, it's going to go on to do this, it's going on to do that. So many things happen throughout It's a Sin coming out that just, you know, just completely like flabbergasted us, you know, and, and it's, it is great. But I think I do, I'll always say that it's, that it's Russell, Russell's mm. writing and it's Russell, 
it's Russell pouring his memories, his heart, his his emotions, you know, these things that actually happened into his work, mm. you know, because they did, these moments did happen and they're all based at some point on something that was truthful and mm. something that really happened and I think it's always worth remembering that, even for us as yeah. cast, you know, just to know that, because it's not, it's not, you know, it's not about us, it really is about him, it's about what he did and, and I just feel really, very super, super grateful that I got to speak his words at some point in his life. I could retire tomorrow and hey, <laughs> but at least he got a BAFTA TV nomination yeah, exactly. at the end of the day. <laughs> Stunning. <laughs> lovely. Lovely. Lovely bit. Lovely bit. Lovely bit. Lovely bit. <laughs> What's so amazing about It's a Sin is it does deal with really, obviously, very intense subject matter, which has been brought to the screen pretty much for the first time in this way. But fundamentally as well, it's a coming-of-age story. It's about these kids late teenagers moving to London, discovering themselves, working out who they love, what they don't love, like who they want to be as people. And I think every single person at some point in their life has this like coming of age moment or this moment of reinvention where they're like, oh, I'm stepping into myself today. That is who I am. What has been a kind of moment where you've really like found yourself and have that kind of like new, turned a new chapter almost? It's a very good question. And I think a big part for me was when I, so when, when we talk about coming of age, like I'm not just saying this because of Colin, but when I, I moved to London when I was 16 for a little bit, because I, mm. I did a show when I was here at 16. And I went from living in the valleys, I went from living in, you know, the Ronda to coming up to London and like meeting all these people, seeing all walks of life, you know, getting the, the train in the, and the tube and all this kind of, <laughs> these things. You know, I just they're bizarre. You know, I I was like the two other bloody hell you like, what's this map? What is this map? And what is all these different colour lines? <laughs> Literally, <laughs> what's this massive clock? What's this massive clock and the big wheel? What the hell? <laughs> you know, these things. You know, you you go up to London, you see it, and, and but that's one thing. And then it's the people. It's mm. the people you meet, and it's the people who are just sort of unapologetically themselves. And like, I look back, and I think like you know, there's one guy in particular that I that I met. I'm sure you want Luke Featherston. He's he's an actor, and and I, I was in the show with him, and he's he's a really really dear friend of mine now, and and he was so brilliant for me when I first moved up to London because he was always just kind of looking out for me, checking in, in on me, mm. checking I was okay, and just so great for me. And it, you know, and it, and I think it goes back to then like the Henry's part, like Neil Neil Patrick Harris, like his part in It's a Sin. You know, at some point we've all had that Henry. Mm. Whether it's in the form of a man, a woman, a person, you know, there's always that one person that can I feel like can stick out. It might not even just be one person; it might be a a collective of people. But I feel like that person is so brilliant because Mm. they can they 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 maybe not even probably doesn't even realize it, but you know, they have a really big impact on you, and you'll always carry that. And yeah, I think that was that for me was coming to London and sort of seeing everyone and everything and I was like oh one day I want to live here or one day I want to I want to be part of this community properly yeah and uh yeah it's that probably definitely that but like I think it's so important because this show is also about allyship and you can find your allies no matter what community you're from in so many different parts of your life and that can really come in these chance meetings with people where you're like 
like who you're talking about where you're just like oh we just randomly met and then actually now you become some sort of Yoda figure to me and like <laughs> you're a real like ally to me and like do you know what turning up for other people is sometimes the most powerful thing we can do and I think that's what this show inspires people to do yeah so much this allyship in every moment where you know Colin's mum turns up at his bedside where there was other people who didn't do that Lydia's character being the ultimate ally in so many different ways absolutely what yeah. do you think you've learned about the power of allyship oh, I mean it, I feel like in this current climate as well allyship is so important in in and exactly what you said mm. in every different in every form you know it, and I think in a, in a in a way that we we don't often speak about is like spe specifically men like mm. men to men like you know there's so many times where a lot of my male friends you know they 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 don't open up they don't want to you know they don't want to talk but actually when you like I had a, my my best friend the other day we we were like we were on the we were on the train together and we 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 ended up like we always joke around like we're always joking we're always having a laugh we ended up having this conversation that we we should have had really like mm. a month ago but we had it then and it's like just being there sometimes being in the space with them and just talking and you, you just don't know what anyone's going you don't know what one person's going through at one time and i think it's always just so important so exa i i couldn't agree more with you that in this time in this climate where the world is just ever so slightly mad <laughs> it's really good to always go back to the the, the power things mm. just conversation knock knock not on the keyboard nor on text but just sitting here like me and you talking about our feelings you know what mm. i mean which is a really cool thing i think yeah and it's it is cool i think people gotta remember that it's cool it's cool to talk about our feelings you know what i mean because yeah. once it's out there it's out there yeah you know don't bottle it up i think that's always something that i think especially when i grow up now I'm just always like I just want to talk to people mm. about their feelings and you know if they you know it's, it's good because then at least you've done it you can yeah. you, you have no regrets then mm. I think talking and listening is some the most powerful thing we can all do for one another because from any kind of conversation you'll have you'll never know what you're going to learn you never know what you're going to learn about yourself you never know what you're going to learn about someone else as well yeah. and I think so much in our society where we have this idea of what a man is and masculinity where it's that's almost like a massive hurdle to opening up because you're like oh I want to even me for instance like I sometimes feel like I want to be seen as a bit more like a bit more masked do you know what I mean so I'm like I'm not going to talk about my feelings all the time yeah. even to have a podcast which I basically talk about feelings constantly <laughs> yeah. but it's really interesting how those old school stereotypes still inform the way that we open up or don't open up yeah absolutely exactly especially that whole masculine thing yeah it's like what is that what is that i'm still kind of figuring it all out myself yeah. it's like you know and we yeah we feel like we've got to sort of put on this front or play this part mm. you know what i mean and we but actually like it, it just doesn't matter because people will always love you for who you are i think there'll always be someone mm. always and I think that's always what what's, what's worth remembering. I think we can be quite cynical as people sometimes. You can be like, oh, you know, no one's gonna like me if I'm like that or if I'm like this. But actually, it's it's a beautiful yeah. thing to to be yourself and and be unapologetic yeah. to you. And I think yeah, I think that's that's what I'll always kind of would like to live by. Whether I do every day, I don't know, because <laughs> there'll be obstacles, there'll be things that happen and get thrown at me. But actually. You know, just remembering it, just even having it as like a little thought is a really yeah. lovely thing. It's amazing. Well, it's been so great talking to you today. You're the best, John. I Thank mean, we covered so it all. Much. And also, like, you can, of course, be masculine in, like, High School Musical and Gap at 3am for the Tonys. Yes! Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Absolutely. That is the source. I love that. that is Let's the get source. out of bloody wall somewhere.
cushion t-shirts merchandise coming we've got soon. it all coming soon everyone to coming a town near right you <laughs> but we always end on one final question and that always is in the reign of your life what is the one rule you'll always live by what is that rule oh just just have fun just mm. whatever fun means to you even in the most darkest of times serious of times just just try and just have a have a laugh and if you can't have a laugh eat some food <laughs> some good food love that do you know what i mean <laughs> even top yourself up with fun <laughs> or food, or food. <laughs> because right. that's what it all boils down to at the end of the day a chicken kiev Oh, I love a chicken Kiev. Thank you so much. Thank you, John. Honestly. You're beautiful. Thank you so much. So are you. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Rain with Josh Smith. Don't forget to watch the Virgin Media BAFTA TV Awards on BBC One on the 8th of May. If you've been affected by any of the content raised in this episode, are living with HIV yourself, or you know someone that is, please head to the Terence Higgins Trust for more help and support. And don't forget to stay subscribed wherever you get your podcast from, because I'll be back really soon with another guest.